Today, on Easter Sunday, we discuss finding your purpose in Christ. I'm Michael Rett, and this is Authentic Christianity. I'm a big fan of Despicable Me and the Minion films. I really enjoy them. My son really enjoys them. My wife does. You know, there's, there's real positive messages in them. You know, they try to do the right thing. I mean, Groves a villain in the first one, obviously, um, because of a big heart. And, you know, he adopts the three girls, you know, in the form of family. And then he gets married um, uh, Lou to Lucy. You know, they have a nice nuclear family then. And, you know, you know, there's a lot of love with the minions. And, you know, the minions really love each other. And so in the actual minion film, which it's it's not, you know, it's designed to make you laugh. It's it's not a box office. You know, I'm sure they did okay in the box office, but you know, the three minions, the three of the three of the minions, they go off, you know, to kind of save their clan. You know, Kevin, Bob, and Stuart. You know, and they go on all these misadventures, and it takes place in like the '60s, and it's before they meet Gru. They meet Gru at the end. The purpose of the minions, and so what it says at the beginning, and it's narrated by Jeffrey Russ, which is great. You know, they start off kind of um, as like little amoebas underwater, and putting all the evolutionary stuff aside. I hope no one gets tripped up on that. Seriously, it's like. It's a film. It's artistic. Oh my gosh, when Christians get so, oh, it's a good old, this film had evolution in it. You know, give me a break. Like with the shack, God was a woman. Yeah, and is God is someone going to use that? First of all, God's beyond being man or woman. You know, or when they get mad at Harry Potter, like watch the last film and tell me if that's not the Christ story. So with the minions. Um, there's one important part. The first whole like few minutes is they're introducing kind of like their history. They're always looking for a bigger, worse boss to follow. You know, whether it's a bigger fish in the ocean when they're like little amoeba kind of things. Uh, it's a dinosaur when they get on land. Eventually it's man. And eventually they work for Napoleon, which is kind of funny because they kind of screw <laughs> they kind of screw up one of his battles. So they have to escape. So they escape to some like ice cave. And they're there by themselves for a long, long time. And things are great initially, but then they start getting very sad and very lonely. And the reason for that is they lack purpose. The minion's purpose is to serve the biggest, baddest boss they could find. That's their purpose. So putting that aside, the fact that, you know, in real life, if you're going to serve like a horrible boss, like an evil person, that's obviously not a good thing. But again, art. So because they're not serving that, they're depressed. They're all waiting in line for to talk to a psychiatrist minion. And that's why eventually the three minions go out into the world. They go out to find you know, a, a bad boss. They go to like villain con and that's funny. And eventually they find Gru at the end, but cool. They also try to do the right thing too, because the villain, they find Scarlet Overkill voiced by Sandra Bullock, um, becomes like too evil. And she wants to like destroy the entire minion clan. 
And so the main minion, Kevin, one of the three that goes off, you know, he tries to stop her because he loves his, his family. So it says that they're sad because they didn't have purpose. This is why the, you know, the minions need Jesus. Um, why we all need Jesus. Because Jesus gives us purpose. If you're not finding what you're really passionate about, actually, there's two sides to this. There's the passions in our hearts, what we kind of want to do with our lives, like, like work and, and whatnot. And God puts those passions in us. You know, it's art, teaching, um, what our giftings are, maybe in finance, uh, service, whatever it might be. And we want to find those and live those out because God placed those in us for a reason. Remember, God is a creator God. The first thing we know about God that he did was he created. In the beginning, there was the void and God created, separated. The, so there is that and we want to find that. Because as it says in Jeremiah, God has plans to prosper us. If you have a future for us. But then there's also the side of having purpose just in being who we are. Is created beings. So many of us look for something external to find fulfillment and purpose. When we realize, when each of you out there listening can understand, learn, can realize. In God, you are completely loved because he, God, created you as a unique being. I've shared before, I've grown up in chaos. I, I've, I, I, I grew up in chaos. My dad was there, not the worst dad, but no, by no means a good dad. You know, an alcoholic older brother. Um, I've had major fallouts with my other brother. My mom lied her entire life about my oldest brother being adopted by my dad. So technically my half-brother, but I still consider him my brother, even though we don't speak. And that's for... Well, doesn't matter. So chaos. Many of you come from... Divorced families, separated families. And I think that's why, to bring it back to this film, in the Minions film, not in the Minions film, in Despicable Me 3, the Minions leave. Because um, they're mad at Gru. But eventually they start missing him. And I think you could probably argue it's because Gru and Lucy and the three girls are a strong nuclear family. The nuclear family is the ideal. It's not always possible. Um, staying together as a couple just to stay together. If like the wife is in an abusive relationship, no, that's not that's not healthy. That's not biblical, and that should be. I would think that's grounds for divorce. You know, there's a couple of colleges I applied to um, to to work at, and they actually not me. I'm sorry, a friend of mine applied to, and they wouldn't hire her because she was divorced. 
because her husband um, was abusive to her. But because he didn't cheat on her, they didn't consider that grounds for divorce because they think only cheating is grounds for divorce. But there are other reasons I could argue. And one of those would definitely be spousal abuse. So what is your purpose? Your purpose is to simply accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because once you do that, God can come into your life. And that's when you can start finding the healing, find salvation, forgiveness of your sins, which we all need forgiveness for. Um, and I think deep down, many of us know that. Some people don't care. But many of us know there are things we've done in our lives. And we're like, how can anyone forgive us? But God forgives. Just like he forgive. Jesus forgave the thief on the cross. And today is Easter. You may not be listening to this on Easter, but today is Easter Sunday when Jesus rose from the dead. So, you know, two days ago on Friday when Jesus would have been up on the cross and the villain next to him. So the, there was two guys next to Jesus on the cross. And these were like the worst people. Like Jesus did not deserve to be crucified for what he did. Um, he was crucified for our sins, but he didn't nothing wrong to warrant it. But the two thieves, they called them thieves. They were much worse than thieves on the cross. They, they, they incited an insurrection. I mean, these would be like people that, you know, incited the Capitol riots back in January. And the one still knew who Jesus was. And he said, remember me this day, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom. Because Jesus can be trusted. Jesus established trust and credibility. And even though this man, I think deep down, he knew he needed forgiveness. You know, it's funny. I remember back in undergrad days, back at Muhlenberg College, 96, 97, I took a religion class. And we were talking about this, the thief on the cross. And the teacher was saying, and it wasn't like a class on like Christianity. I don't think. No, actually, it was a New Testament class, I think. Um, but it wasn't, it was just kind of like an overview, I guess. I can't even remember. But it was, she said you needed to be baptized in order to receive salvation. And I know there are denominations that say you absolutely 100% must be baptized. And whether... Baptized by immersion, meaning you dip your whole body into the water. To me, it's a more symbolic act. I, I was baptized as an infant, which I don't believe in infant baptism. I believe in infant dedication because no one can accept salvation for you. Um, I think once you become a Christian when you're older, if you choose to get baptized again, go for it. I did that. I became a Christian when I was 14, but I did get baptized through immersion in my late 20s, mid to late 20s. Um, because I'd gone through some difficult times and I'd overcome them and I just, it was more symbolic. So this teacher's like, you have to be baptized. And I was like, well, what about the thief next to Jesus on the cross? There was no time for him to be baptized. The guy died. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. That guy is saved. That guy is with, with God in heaven. And so she's like, well, Jesus probably spit on him. I was like, really? I, I didn't say that. All you have to do is say yes to Jesus. There's no, that, that's a beautiful thing about Christianity. It, it really is. 
That's what makes Christianity different from every other religion. Is grace. It says in Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, still one of my favorite verses. It is by grace you have been saved, not of works, so that no man may boast. There's nothing you do to earn heaven or to earn God's love. Honestly, there should be nothing you have to do to earn your parents' love either. But many of us, unfortunately, are in those situations. You know, love keeps no record of wrongs. You just say yes. And then once you do that, you could start realizing the fullness of who you are in Christ and finding wholeness. It's not always easy. You have to go through a lot of scars again because a lot of us have been scarred and bruised and broken. And sometimes we get broken multiple times, but it's worth going through it. Like trauma, trauma some of us have experienced for anything from um, being beaten by parents, being bullied. I was bullied in middle school. Um, sexual abuse, God forbid. So where does this leave you? You become a Christ follower. Become a Christ follower. It says in Mark, don't be afraid, just believe. Because eternal life doesn't start when you accept. There's always eternal life. But where do you want to spend eternal life? And become a Christ follower. Get forgiven of your sin. God says, welcome to my kingdom. It's like the minions finding grew, if you will, to a much, 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 much less extent. And God says, you're my son. You're my daughter. I love you just as you are. You can't fail at that. There's no anxiety in that. There's no depression in that. Because God just says, come to me. I love you. Welcome. Jesus died for you because he loves you. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And we will have troubles in this world. Life doesn't automatically become easy. But you're given hope, hope for a future. Again, plans to prosper you. I've talked a lot about brokenness in some of my other podcasts and overcoming that. The message today is come to Jesus. Because he loves you, he cares for you, and he wants you to have hope and a future. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Authentic Christianity. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, all your social media. Like it, share it, spread the word. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you next time.